Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Happy New Year, guys. We have such a fun topic today. We are going to kick off the new year with the eight dimensions of wellness. If you happen to listen to our reflecting on the year episode, we kind of went into them. And then when we were reflecting on our year and Karen and I were talking, we were like, wait, this is such valuable information. Our listeners need to hear this. Yeah. And basically a little background of the eight dimensions, which of course we'll get more into here in a little bit, is just that these are the eight categories in your life that can make you a balanced person person, a whole person. So we just thought that was perfect content for the new year. Of course, people are doing the resolutions and trying to start the new year off on a better foot, trying to be a better version of themselves. So we just thought that those go hand in hand. And with each topic, we are going to try and have an expert on or just a guest that we think is really well versed in that topic, in that area of wellness. So yeah, we are so excited to have that for our next eight upcoming episodes. And then yeah, like Allison said, today's episode, we'll just dive into all the different dimensions. So ways that we're going to further our development in one of these spaces. For example, one's financial. So maybe we'll give some ideas of how we're going to better our finances in 2023. So all that good stuff. Yes. Thank you for such a good introduction. First, we're going to catch up. It's been quite a busy few weeks, I think, for both of us because this is right into the new year. So we had Christmas, we had New Year's Eve, we've both been traveling. So we do have a little bit of catching up to do. And then a fun spin, instead of doing peaks of the week, we're going to do our peaks of the year. And we also asked you guys your peaks of the year. And we have to announce the giveaway winner of our 2022 giveaway of a big box of there's perfume and journals and beauty items in there. We have two 
winners. We put the names. Thank you guys all who entered into it into a little spinny, I don't even know what you call it, a giveaway selector. <laughs> and so make sure you listen all the way through to the end. We'll announce that. And yeah, this is going to be a loaded episode today. Perfect. Okay, well, let's get caught up. Allison, what are you up to? Where are you right now? Tell everyone what's going on in your world. I am currently in Joshua Tree. We've been here for almost two weeks now, which is crazy to me. Time has flown by. It was so delightful. Me and my mom drove all the way here, which took, I think, 26 hours. We did a stop in Albuquerque and a stop in Phoenix. And I got to take her to my literal favorite restaurant, I think, of all time in the whole world. It's called Annapurna's. It's in Albuquerque. It is just so good. It's Ayurvedic vegetarian cuisine. I won't go all into it, but it's just a really cool concept. So we went there, went to some of my favorite Albuquerque spots. Then in Phoenix, I got to go to Lightheart Coffee. When I was in Tulum, I met this couple and they were on their honeymoon and they own the coffee shop. And I've been wanting to be to stop there, but I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be in Phoenix next. And so it was a little detour to stop there, but I'm so glad we did. It's adorable. If you're ever in the Scottsdale area, definitely stop there. It's, the aesthetics are on point. And then we made it to Joshua Tree. Clay and my sister flew here. It was so nice to have them. I feel like it was just a nice vacation. Like it didn't really feel Christmas. We made vegetarian chili, did puzzles and played board games and went to Joshua Tree National Park. So it was just cool. It didn't really feel quote unquote Christmas without the snow and the trees. So I do get why people want to go to snowy places. But since I feel like we already did that earlier in December with our families, I was so fine to celebrate a little differently this year. And then after Clay and my sister left, my mom and I hung out in Palm Springs for like five days because the weather, it's so weird how it's situated. Palm Springs and Joshua Tree are like an hour away from each other. And on average, it's always like 10 degrees warmer in Palm Springs. So we were, we'll stay there over New Year's Eve and like soak up the sun. So my mom got us a really nice hotel, which was amazing of her. And I just sat by the pool and went in the hot tub. We rented bikes. We looked at the houses, went to some shop. And now we are at our Airbnb, a different Airbnb in Joshua Tree for the whole month of January, basically. So I feel like the quote unquote vacation part of my trip is over. And now I'm more just like relocated and working remotely on like a bunch of projects I need to for the next month. And so is my mom because she is a professor. So she's teaching a remote college course this month. So yeah, it's been, there's been a lot going on, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure I'll get into other things throughout this, but I don't want to take up too much time. So how about you? How are the last two weeks for you? Well, that all sounds so amazing. And I know we, you and me caught up like yesterday over the phone, which was funny because we got online yesterday to record this episode, but then like you and me hadn't talked in like so long. So we spent like three hours just like catching up and like you're telling me all about your trip and stuff. And it just sounds so fun. And we were joking that both of us kind of never realized how much of a difference, like you just said, that the Joshua Tree area, like the temperature compared to Palm Springs, because I was telling Allison like back in May of last year, we did a little day trip from Palm Springs to Joshua Tree. And like all of us were cold that night because we, we did like a little star watching in Joshua Tree and the lady doing like the star watching and meditation, she was like, it's going to get cold, like bring layers, bring socks. And it was like 90 degrees in Palm Springs. We're like, no way is it going to get cold? Like this girl's crazy, but it gets so cold. Like the difference is real. So if you're ever going to Joshua Tree and you're looking at the Palm Springs weather, just know that that desert, like once the sun is gone, like it, the temperature drops, it gets so chilly. So we were both laughing about that yesterday. 
yeah, you just wouldn't think that it's possible that it could be so different. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So I'm so happy for you that you're out there. That seems so fun. But yeah, updates here. We kind of caught up a little bit about Christmas, I guess, on last week's episode. But I had Christmas in Birmingham, Alabama, which was fun. My parents are now living there because that's where my younger brother is playing baseball. He's a college baseball player. So they wanted to be close to him so they could go to games and stuff. So we did that. After Birmingham, we came back to St. Louis, spent some holiday days with Connor's family. And then from there, I went to Chicago for New Year's Eve and rang in the new year with some of my friends from college in Chicago, which was so freaking fun. I had a blast. And yeah, I just like love hanging out with my friends there. I feel like all my really close friends don't really live in St. Louis. That's kind of a bummer because I have friends like you in Omaha, friends in Chicago, really good friends I made in New York, but like none of my like, you know, ride or dies really. I did have a friend, a really close friend here, but she moved. She's going to uh, medical school. So now it's really just me out here. But yeah, so it was fun to like be with your friends and like be with the friends that you can like snuggle in bed with and like watch TikToks and like laugh and all that stuff. So yeah, that was a, that was a highlight of my New Year's just being with those close friends and laughing. And my friend coordinated a trolley bus and we went on a trolley bus for three hours. And then she got us like tickets to this uh, bar called The Basement, which is apparently really popular in Chicago and people love it. It was so nice because like she got us tickets and she just called the management ahead of time was like, hey, I bought 40 tickets. When we get there, can we cut the line? And the guy was like, yeah, sure. So I'm like, what the heck? You're so smart for thinking of that. Because I feel like a lot of people just think you need to buy the tickets and just expect to wait in line. But she's like, no, we bought 40. Let's just call and see. And so we pull up on our trolley bus, a whole long line. And our whole group just like cuts to the front and everyone's like, hey. But then they, they let us in. It was like so funny. So yeah, 10 out of 10 night. My shoes broke. If you saw my TikTok or saw on Instagram, I wore these platform heels that I got for $4 in like 2013 at Windsor. And I didn't think anything of it. I, I don't know. I didn't think that they were that crappy of shoes, but they gave out within like an hour of being at basement. And this kind man named Caesar, who worked at the bar, found painter's tape and taped my shoes together, which I like would have never thought to do that. I was just walking around barefoot and he's like, he's like, girl, there's so much broken glass. Like you cannot do that. And I was like, oh. he's like, well, I have tapes. So let's just tape them together. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I walked around with taped shoes for an hour until my friend very kindly went to her apartment and brought me a pair of shoes. There were also two and a half sizes too big. So it was very nice, but I was also like still falling. I fell three times. It was the wrong pair of shoes, man. will really throw you for a loop. Okay, wait, I have a, a shoe story too. This is so funny that that happened to you on New Year's Eve. I had a shoe problem on New Year's Eve, but a very different shoe problem. So I had rented like a cute New Year's Eve dress from Newly uh, and planned to probably go do something in Palm Springs with my mom. And then we were just like, yeah, we don't want to do that. So I literally got takeout pizza and I was sitting at our hotel by the fire and I was like sitting in a chair at the table and then I had my feet kicked up like on the ledge of the fire, if that makes sense. And I was just reading. So I wasn't paying attention and I looked and the sole of my Birkenstock, which was also a thrifted shoe for like $2.50, was completely melted off into the fire. Oh <laughs> my I God. like looked and I didn't even, my foot wasn't even hot. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I got it out and I put it on the ground and then stepped because it was like very, very warm. You know, I put the like top of the shoe on the sole and it literally like glued itself back together. It's kind of misaligned now. I'll have to like post a picture because it's like so goofy, but I can like kind of still wear them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No. What the heck? We're struggling. It's so funny though. <laughs> Wow, we literally both had shoe problems. It's so funny how like weird coincidences 
I feel like you and me have in life. I don't even know. I know. Like something will happen or we'll send each other something and it'll just be like, wait, literally same. Like I feel like we like have to have receipts because it's like, no, this is literally happening to me too. (laughs) Yeah, like the exact same thing has happened to me. I just feel like there's so many times where I'm like, wait, no, like same. This literally happened to me like last week or you're like, this happened to me like a month ago. Like what the heck? So us and our shoe problems. If you also had shoe problems on New Year's Eve, please let us know. Shoot us a DM. We'd love to hear it. (laughs) So yeah, that was my... 2023 kickoff. I had a great time. Should we go into New Year's goals really fast? Like I know, so Karen and I were talking yesterday and we're like, there's a lot of pressure to make New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals right now. And I feel like one part of the internet is like full send. Let's kick off 2023 with a bang. Here's my goals. Here's what you should be doing. And then the other part of the internet is like, it's hibernation season. Be like nature, take a nap, rest. You don't need to be doing your goals until March. It's okay. And I feel like I'm like caught in this limbo in between where I'm like, yeah, I haven't really been that motivated to come up with new goals, but like I know I need to, but maybe I should just like let them come naturally instead of forcing it. But then also if I don't come up with goals this week, am I going to even come up with them or like is time going to get away and I'm just going to like forget about it? So I think Karen and I both took some time last night and we're like, okay, we're going to make some goals. Doesn't mean we have to start working on them ASAP, but at least getting a direction for the year. A hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. I'm like also stuck in between those two narratives. And I'm just going to force, like you said, I'm just forcing myself to write them down because even though I am being gravitated toward like the it is overrated and why January? Like why January 1st of it all? But it's like, we've said this, I think we had a six month check-in on our goals last year episode. And it's just like, no one ever talks about goals for the rest of the year. So you might as well just do it because there is a good chance you're just not going to do it at all if you don't do it with like the hype and with the motivation that comes with the new year. So that's why I just force myself to do it. Because I'm like, you know what? At least I'm doing something that's probably going to help me or at least makes me think about it. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of a roadmap for the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you want to talk about our goals? Like super quick. I wrote them down somewhere. Where's my journal? I kind of have like, I'm not going to say they're silly goals, but I'm being very gentle with myself this year. Like one of my goals is just to really learn gua sha. I got Botox. What was that? 2021. I don't know. And I only got it one time since then. And like, I don't know. I try to be very mindful about what I put in my body and I'm not like upset that I got Botox, but I'm also like, if I can find a natural way to do this, I would love that. And there's a few people I follow on TikTok that just show all of those face sculpting things and how like they've never had Botox and their skin looks freaking amazing. And that like feels a little bit more aligned with me. I feel like Botox is like the, I don't know, like a really in those five hour energies at the gas station. It's just like, okay, this will do the job. It's going to get things done quick, but like (laughs) maybe not the best option. So that is one of the things I want to do this year. Uh, I also, I don't know if I can hire someone for this, but like a one-on-one beauty consultation of someone who's really good at like hair and makeup, but knows how to do that for other people. Like maybe they're a makeup artist and I want them to tell me like what foundation works with my skin and like what my eye shape is. And like, this is how I should be doing my eye makeup and like how to contour and like really sit down with me one-on-one and give me exactly what I should be doing because I just don't want to spend the time to like try to figure it out myself, to be honest. And I just want some guidance. So I think that's part of my resistance to doing my makeup is like, I've just never been a makeup girly. And so rather than doing my makeup horrible, 
horribly. I just don't really do it. But there are times when I'm like, I kind of want to be cute and glam, but I want to know what I'm doing. Yeah. What are some that you have? Yes. I I guess I can start with like the word of the year that I'm going to do because I feel like that's kind of going to help me come up with my goals. I wrote that I want to have like a delayed gratification year. So doing things that's going to set myself up in two years or five years or 10 years down the road for success because I think my goals in the past year or two are definitely going for those like instant wins or just things that felt good when you achieved it then and there. But definitely trying to focus on that delayed gratification and just like working on things that aren't maybe going to see results even by the end of 2023. It's going to be something that takes two or three or four years to build or even longer. So one of those things is definitely I want to set up a new income stream, which me and Allison talked about this before. I don't want to, we always go back and forth. It's like, do you share what you're doing and do you share the progress or do you just build it and then share when it's done? And for this one, I think it's one of those things where you just do it and then share when it's done. Like, I don't really feel like, I don't know, then the, the process of it all is like worth sharing. It's just boring and... I don't know. You never want to share too much and then like not finish what it is. So I think I need to have some of it done. What do you think? No, I get that too. I have a project that I'm working on too. And it's like, it's just still up in the idea ideation stage to where like, I don't even have enough to say about it to even give like a tangible, like this is what I'm trying to do because it could still pivot and evolve so much. And like, mm-hmm. I just hate if I say I'm going to do something and then I don't end up doing it because it trans takes different forms. And then I feel like I didn't follow through on something where I'm like, well, I followed through through, but just not in the way I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with this certain thing, it takes like two or three years even to just like get it off the ground. So that's something that I'm working on behind the scenes, but not behind the scenes. Um, continue my French studies. Last year, it was very much like a Duolingo, basic phrases kind of year. And also I was like getting back into my Spanish, which I really liked. So this year I want to try and incorporate video call lessons, which I got a few messages that are like, no, you have to get like an online tutor and and like do video call classes like twice a month or once a week. And that is how you learn. People were like, I learned Mandarin or I learned like all these random languages like so much faster doing the video calls. So I think I want to at least schedule one a month for the rest of the year or maybe even like two a month. I feel like once you just like put that on the calendar and you have to show up, that's like a goal that I, I feel like that can help you like do your goals. So that's like another delayed gratification goal. Um, Yeah. And then just like last year, I really wanted to figure out what workout routine I liked and what was working for me. So I want to continue doing Pilates. I do it eight times a month right now. It's like two times a week. Pilates, walking, and then mixing in some strength training. I feel like that's worked really well for me. So just continuing that um, and then just getting my nutrition and my gut health in check. We were also talking yesterday. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I've never been so bloated, but like the last three or four months, like my body is a mess. Like it's wrecked. And this doctor I want to go see is like so fully booked, like has a wait list of like years. And so I'm like, oh, what do I do? Like, because it's Connor's doctor. And of course, Connor got in and is like, Mr in the club that's hard to get into. I'm like out here, like, please let me in. So I don't know. I feel like I just need to get all that sorted. And that will also be like a delayed gratification. It's like getting whatever food sensitivities I have diagnosed or just like getting some vitamins or whatever you need, supplements for like a leaky gut. I'm just guessing that's what I have. I don't know. Because literally in the last three months, like I had my acne under check. I had like, I never was bloating at all, but like literally after we wrap production, I don't know if I just ate too much food that like fuels candida. I feel like I have candida overgrowth. I don't even know. I need someone to tell me. So that's something I want to get figured out as well because I am a mess. Like I have like acne on my mouth, which is always like a sign of food sensitivities or like 
food problems. That's what my esthetician said. So TBD on that. We're going to get it figured out. If I have to go to a different doctor, I'll be so sad, but that's probably what I'll have to do if I can't get into this guy. This is the guy that fixed Connor's health issues, which if you want to hear about that, I think that was when we had Connor on like last year and he talks about that whole journey. So yeah, I don't think my problems are as bad as his, but it would be nice to work with his same guy. No, I understand that that could be so frustrating. You know, it takes so much energy out of you and makes you not feel good, which then makes you want to not do things. I hope you get that figured out. Yeah. 2023. It's my year. Um, One of my spiritual goals, I've been literally saying this probably since we started the podcast, that I want to do like a mushroom or an ayahuasca retreat experience. I don't know, however it works out. But it took me a long time to like get behind the idea of not being super scared and intimidated by it. And I still am scared, but like I have at least gone through the research stage of ayahuasca and familiarized myself with it and watched documentaries and watched people's YouTube videos over the experience. So now I feel like I at least kind of know what to expect, but Clay also wants to do it too. So I don't know if maybe that's something we go do together or if it's better if we do it separately. I don't know, but it's definitely intimidating, I think, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in other areas I can just share really quickly. Again, we definitely recommend if you haven't done your goals, go listen to our How to Review Your Year podcast episode that came out like two weeks ago. That really helped me figure out my goals. Shout out to Allison, our little journaling reflection queen. She came up with this whole system for how to reflect in a balanced way and how to think of like all the different ways of your health and categories like we're going to talk about today. But yeah, I kind of wrote goals this year thinking of those categories. I had goals in different categories of my life, but I think financial was one category that I wanted to make sure I had some goals for. And I definitely want to make sure I'm saving for my wedding and like consciously thinking about saving for that every month because that'll be in 2024 and I will be paying for my wedding. So yeah, that's going to be a big chunk of my change. So I want to be prepared for that. Like we said, like just pulling goals for these different categories is something that I'm really focused on for this year. That's a great one. One of my environmental goals is to figure out the apartment new wave situation. Last year, one of my goals was just to find balance between the podcast and new wave. And that goal almost seems funny to me now because I was like so overwhelmed last year of like running the shop and doing everything I needed to do with that in the podcast. And now I'm like, this is so easy. Like, I feel like, I mean, yes, I work hard and we do do a lot of stuff, but it feels normal now. And like, we've gotten such a good routine down with it. So I'm really glad to have achieved that goal. And now my goal is to figure out, do I move out of the space that New Wave is in? Like I was so stuck on the fact that like New Wave needed to move somewhere else or like New Wave needed to be an online thing. But I'm like, maybe... I need to move out, but I also love that space. Like it's, I don't know, it's like my home. It's been my home for three years. So that's just something I want to figure out is how that dynamic works and how could I have a lovely, pleasant, inspiring space to live in and for the store without compromising too much. And I don't really know what that looks like. And I thought I was going to make way more headway on that with this trip, but like I literally, it's been two weeks. I haven't thought about it at all. Like so much else has been happening. So I think I needed to be more realistic that might take me like the whole year if I want to do it right. It's not just going to be like a one week, like, oh yeah, here's what we're going to do. Cause that's a big one. Mm-hmm. It's just so important to me to have a safe home space. Like I really need that for my grounding. And if I don't have a nice apartment, this is such a first world problem, but like, I can't, I literally can't do any of, of my other goals if my home life is like not good. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Absolutely. 
Okay, yeah. So that's a little bit of our goals. Some are obviously not sharing, but just a little peek into our lives. But I think with all of that, we can go into our peak of the year, which is kind of hard. I know this is a little hard for me, so I have a few. But yeah, we wanted to do a little highlight of the year, moments of the year that stand out to us. So go ahead and share yours, Allison. Okay. I just love traveling so much. I think anytime I have trips in a year, like those are always going to be my peaks. So going to Mexico City last February, I think it was, was amazing. It was just a solo trip by myself. I went to a bunch of cool art and architecture related things that were really inspiring and helped pull me out of like my winter funk last year. And then going to the Pacific Northwest with Clay's family in the summer, like that was just so cozy. Manzanita, Oregon is just the cutest little coastal town. I think it would be a town. And then going to Tulum, that was probably October, which was also a solo trip and trying like Kundalini and a hula hoop class and just like getting myself out of my comfort zone by doing some of the classes there was really cool. And I also met some very intelligent business people that I connected with that just inspired me to like think bigger and probably just my entire journey at Power Life, which was my yoga studio. I met so many cool people from like the instructors there to people actually in the classes. Like that was absolutely my third place for the last year. And it's kind of made me feel like college again. Like, you know, those people in your classes and maybe you don't hang out with like outside of school, but they're like the people you talk to like every day and they're like your friends. That's how I feel about the community at Power Life. It's like, they are my friends. Maybe we don't all hang out on the weekends or outside of yoga, but like we, we know a lot about each other and it's always so good to see them and probably just all around having a pretty balanced year was good and set. I I, I did a lot of work on my mental health that hopefully now, like this year, I am a little more mentally stable so I can actually pursue some of the things that like I want to do without feeling like I have crippling anxiety over everything. So that's a win. (laughs) Absolutely. How about you? Yeah, I agree with what you said on travel always being a peak because peaks for me were going to the DR, Dominican Republic for the first time and kind of getting to drive around all the country not just stay in like a resort, which is great too. Not hating, but going all around the country, going off the beaten path and going to Mexico this summer with Hania, with her family and seeing kind of the same thing. Parts of Mexico that I'd never even heard of, going to places I don't think anyone's ever seen before, heard of as well. So that was so fun and cool. And just, yeah, being with the locals and seeing where Hania grew up and all these fun things, like definitely peak travel experiences. Going to states that I'd never been to, I got to see Minnesota for the first time. I don't know why I'd never been to Minnesota. I mean, I've physically been there in the airport, but like it doesn't count. So like just knocking off states from my list I hadn't been to. Um, getting engaged is obviously a peak of the year. I can't leave that one out. That's a good one. And yeah, just like spending time with friends and family all around. I think it was a good year. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, congratulations again on getting engaged. I'm definitely looking <laughs> forward to more wedding prep and planning. I know. I feel bad. I never have updates there, but I just, I knew it wasn't going to happen in 2023 because my sister's getting married this summer. So there was like no rush, but I feel like I have a venue that I really like and it's the destination venue. So I need to go see it. But if that works out, then that would be amazing. If that doesn't work out, then I might just give up on the destination idea and do St. Louis. So TBD there. No, I think it's great that you're taking your time with it, though. Like you only get to be engaged once. You only get to be fiancés for like 
a relatively short amount of time. You only get to have one wedding usually, you know, so it's like might as well be intentional and go slowly and make it exactly what you want it to be. I agree. But it is so funny when you say like, oh, my fiance, it sounds so annoying. I like, I hate being like, oh yeah, my fiance. I mean, it's supposed to be like sweet and nice. I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound so annoying. (laughs) It's fine. I love it. I think it's the cutest word. (laughs) No, it is. I need to, I think it's just because I, maybe it's because I hate PDA. Me and my friends are talking about this this weekend. Like, are you a PDA lover or PDA hater? Me and my friend Sarah are haters. Our other friend was like, no, I like it. I think it's cute. So what are you? Oh my, wait, that's so funny. I've never thought about this with you and Connor, but yeah, you guys are not PDA. Clay and I are like PDA to the max. Like I would have a full-blown makeout with him in a coffee shop if we wanted to. (laughs) Like I do not care. That is so funny. Yeah, I don't don't know. Me, So I don't know if there's any science behind that. Like what makes someone a PDA lover or a hater? Me and my friend were both Pisces that hated it. I don't know if that's a thing, but like you would think Pisces, Pisces like that. I don't know. But we like both are just like, ah, stop. Like to people that are trying to PDA on us or like, I don't know. It's so funny. We actually, I think you're right because Libras are quote unquote lovers. Like they came into this world to like learn about love. And like, that's a huge part of being a Libra. So maybe that is it. Cause like, I just always want to touch Clay and I want him hugging me. And like, if we're standing in line for something, I feel like I'm always just like petting him and like on him and like, I don't know, putting my hands in his pockets and (laughs) all the things. That's so funny. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often, but I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, 
learning second, third, fourth languages. I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Should we read our listeners' peaks? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, speaking of fiancés, congratulations to Brooke and Vicky. They both said that they got engaged, so congratulations to you both and anyone else who got engaged or married this year. Amazing. Okay, Nicole said, set a goal to go to two new countries and actually accomplish it. Congratulations. We, like we said, travel is always a big peak of the year. So, so happy for you for that. A few other travel related ones. Max said she pushed herself outside of her comfort zone and took a solo trip. And then Danielle went to Europe with her boyfriend. And Emily says she got married and went on her dream honeymoon in Positano. So we love seeing you guys traveling all over. We love hearing about it. Thank you for sending these in. It inspires us to travel more as well. Yes. Another one. Paige said, learned so much more about my life and what I need. In 2022, I learned to serve myself first. That's amazing. Love that self-development. I am here for that energy coming forward in 2023. And that ties in perfectly with today's episode with the eight dimensions of wellness and truly putting yourself first and figuring out what you need. Karen and I were talking about this yesterday. Sorry, we keep saying we were talking about it yesterday, but we really had a full deep dive into how it's funny that wellness has become like super trendy. Okay. So think about like everything on the internet, you know, it's like Birkenstocks and Uggs are trendy. So like give it a few months, like they're probably not going to be trendy anymore. And this whole like clean girl, wellness, green smoothie, yoga, Pilates, it girl has been like the trend for so long. And we were kind of predicting that we feel like it's not going to be trendy anymore. 
And if you guys keep up on TikTok, you probably have seen the whole Alex Earl thing. And one of her videos, she showed like how messy her room was. And in the comment section, people were like, all right, clean it girl is officially out. Alex Earl, Earl just murdered that. And we were talking about like how wellness shouldn't really be like trendy though. Cause it's like, it's your <laughs> health. So like, it's not just like a fun fad, like Birkenstocks where it's like, okay, it's cool. And then it's not cool. It's like, this is your health and well-being that should make you feel good and live a long, lovely life. Yeah. So with all that, we wanted to do this episode because I feel like we just wanted to get to the root of what real wellness is, like what's not trendy. Because maybe if the trendiness of wellness goes away, it's like, no, this is still at the root of your health. And maybe even knowing these pillars and diving deeper into these pillars each week with all these coming episodes, when you get a better understanding of what makes up your health, then maybe if there is a trendy wellness fad or a bullshit wellness product that comes along, you can look at it through these lens of having a better understanding of what makes up your well wellness and say, okay, maybe that's like not for me. Maybe that's not actually what wellness is about. Because I do agree with you. Like it's just gotten so hot and all these brands are popping up left and right and all these trends like taking greens or like, I don't know, certain workouts like 12 through 30. So it's like, what's actually going to make your life better? So I think through diving through these eight dimensions of wellness and learning more about this, we can have that better foundation that makes it feel less trendy. Exactly. Because companies go where money and attention is. So you might have these people starting businesses with like a supplement or like a new protein powder or I don't know, something because they know it's going to make them money. Maybe not because they actually care about health and wellness. So with so many products and different workout, like the entire space for me, it can personally be so overwhelming. It's like eat oatmeal, don't eat oatmeal, drink coffee, don't drink coffee, don't just do yoga, make sure it's varied. Like there, it's so hard to know. And we hope by explaining these eight dimensions of wellness, you can figure out what works for you. Because maybe for some people, eating a very meat-heavy diet like works super well for them. Maybe for someone else, that's like a raw vegan diet. And we're not here to tell you what is right and wrong because we are very early on in our own health and wellness journeys. But we decided to take the time to like fully research out these eight dimensions of wellness and just provide you guys with like the facts and the research. And then you can tailor that to to your own personal goals and like what resonates with you. Love it. Okay, cool. Well, I guess we can just do a little background on the eight dimensions of wellness. In our reflection episode, Allison talked about how there's this concept of pillars of wellness. So different people and different institutions kind of have pillars that make up wellness. We kind of decided on the one that we wanted to follow with this series. And we found the eight dimensions of wellness that were developed by Dr. Peggy Swarbrick. We'll go into what those eight are, but we're just going to follow her format for that because we think that the ones that she includes really align with our lives, align with what we value. And yeah, so that's where that eight dimensions of wellness comes from. Perfect. So we'll go into all eight of them. The first one is emotional and mental. The second one is environmental. Third, financial. Fourth, intellectual. Fifth, occupational. Sixth, physical. And included in physical is nutrition. Seven is social. And eight is spiritual. They don't necessarily have to go in this order, but by any means. And like, we're not saying we'll do our guests or the topics in this order or that one is more important than the other. Those are just the eight dimensions that she has come up with. So if you want to jot those down, you could do that. Yeah. And kind of have we been talking about, this is just like a holistic approach to health and 
all these categories make up the pie in a big circle of, you know, a slice of the pie is each of these categories. And what areas you need more attention to and what areas you need less attention to is going to be catered to each person. And that's something that I even realized in my 2022 reflection was like, I reflected on each of those categories. And in some categories, I was a 10 out of 10, like social, for example. I feel like I was a very social person last year, was very fulfilled there. And in other categories, I was maybe a five out of 10, or maybe you don't need as much attention. Like probably for social for me, I don't need to put as much attention there because I'm just naturally a social person. So with all of this, I think you can think about your life. Your path to wellness is not going to be the same as my path to wellness or Allison's path. Like we all have different paths of what we need, what's going to work for us. So yeah, that's why we're so excited to get into this series. And I think right now we'll just kind of briefly explain each of those categories. Yes. And that's also why we want to have on the guests who know more than us. And so we can just talk it out because we also feel like a lot of our listeners are probably in like a similar awareness of health and wellness to us too. Like we know about it and we're trying to like be our best selves, but we're not all like, you know, holistic health coaches out here. And so we're just trying to be like, okay, as a normal person, how can we do a little bit better without having to, you know, quit your job and devote your entire life to your health? So just a very relatable, realistic approach. So for emotional and mental, what they kind of say that one looks like is learning how to cope effectively and having a sense of positive self-regard, creating satisfying relationships and learning how to navigate your feelings. So for me, like I said, this last year, I really had to work on my mental health. And I think it can be hard on some of these that like you don't have this tangible thing to show. Like I can't show you guys, I made these huge strides in my mental health. Like you just, it's just a journey within my own head. But like say a year ago, I could hardly like get through the day without like crying. And so through like going to therapy and journaling more and starting my yoga journey, learning how to effectively cope with your emotions so that you're not like a toddler on the, at the grocery store that's crying because they can't have a candy bar. Like that's kind of how I perceive the emotional and mental is just being stable because life is just, there's always going to be things happening. Like there's always going to be stressors. There's always going to be tragedies. And like, how can you take what life is throwing at you and be resilient and still keep going forward and having a positive outlook and believing in yourself, like feeling those feelings, but I don't know, being able to stay afloat. Absolutely. And I always think of that phrase, emotional intelligence with this one as well, which is being aware of how you react to certain situations emotionally and how you handle your emotions, which is already what you said. But yeah, just are you very reactive? Like when someone gives you bad news, like do you have anger issues? Like just being self-aware of all your different emotions and how you react in certain situations. Do you watch a sad TV show and then get sad and depressed for two weeks? Are you managing what you're bringing into your life? How you react to when people talk to you? Like I know something I could work on is stress and like how I react to stress because I really don't get stressed at all. But when I do get stressed and it's like, are you coping with this well? So just like things like that. Yeah, but I think we hit that, hit the nail on the head with that one. I do want to shout out this free online mental health screening that I found. I will link it in the show notes for you guys. I took it. It literally took five minutes and it kind of goes through all these different emotional and mental questions and then tells you maybe areas that are like flagged that you should look at. So for me, anxiety and depression was one category that then I took another test for. Substance use. Of course, I haven't drank alcohol in the last year, but I was kind of trying to answer from like before I stopped drinking and then eating disorder. And I was honestly, I know I have major anxiety. 
But then I went and took the d- depression uh, screening and it told me I was depressed. And I was like, oh, um, like t- <laughs> to me, my perception of depression is like not being able to get out of bed and not and maybe being suicidal and not having a positive outlook on life and just like not even be able to work. And I don't feel like I'm like that. Like I can always get out of bed in the morning. I can always like do my goals, but it's like inside my head, I'm very negative and I can like put on, you know, a facade to the world, but inside I just got a lot to work through still. So, and then like same with an eating disorder. I, it definitely didn't say I had an eating disorder. It just says like it um, is a scale to like be mindful. Cause I definitely err on the side of like skipping meals. And I kind of have always done that. So it was just a really helpful, like if you can't afford therapy or if you can't afford going to like a doctor to help with this stuff, it was a quick way to see the maybe which parts that you're not being honest with yourself about, like myself. So I will link that in the show notes for you guys. Okay, amazing. The next dimension we're going to go over, environmental. So this is the idea of occupying pleasant, stimulating environments. So of course, we think about our homes and making sure your home is pleasant and that you feel safe and loved and protected there. But it's also keeping your car clean and a good space, having a pleasant work environment, having a pleasant community, neighborhood, taking care of our planet. All those things affect your environmental wellness. So some examples, having your bedroom Set up with feng shui and set up in a way that aligns with you. Keeping the rooms in your house clean, keeping your workspace clear. A clutter-free workspace inspires creativity and productivity. Decorating with items that bring you joy. Good lighting. Allison wrote she finds she's more productive in a well-lit room. A great coffee shop. A third place. If you haven't thought about your third place or have a third place, go back and listen to that episode. All of these things affect your environmental wellness and it's the idea of your surroundings making you worse better off, how it all affects the development of yourself. For me, I perceived this one. I don't know if you guys played Sims, but I was a Sims girly growing up and they have that little meter that's like their atmosphere and environment. And so, you know, when you build them a house and it's just like four cement walls, it's like your Sim is depressed. It's all the way at the bottom. But then when you paint the walls and you put a couch and you put a painting on the wall and then you get a cute chair and you get a blanket and the Sims meter is going up and up, like we are, Sims is modeled after us. Like that's how we are too. So it if, you know, everyone's a little different, maybe some people can have like a messier workspace or and still function well. But I think it's figuring out what works for you. And is that organizing all of your class schedule stuff? Is that in for me in the kitchen, it's taking things out of like the plastic and the boxes and putting them in glass jars and organizing my fridge so that I want to eat at home and feel like my food wasn't just quickly bought. Like I, I want to put love and intention to it and decorating with thrifted items from thrifted or new items that I've bought on my trips that have a lot of meaning to me so that I feel like my home reflects like the people, places, and things that I love. And even, you know, in your neighborhood when I was growing up, literally every single night I had a bicycle with a little basket and my mom has always just been like so anti-litter. She would, me and my sister, we would go on a little bike ride and we would pick up trash in our neighborhood. And it just kind of taught me like we have to take care of our community and our spaces and And of course, I am not perfect. I still use single-use plastic all the time and I get takeout and I go in airplanes. But I think it's just being aware that your actions do have an impact and 
how could you be a better human to the planet in ways that you can in your own life? Yeah. Another example I just thought of is taking a note of how you feel where you live. I have friends who were living in New York City that were from places like Hawaii and Puerto Rico, and they were just suffocated. They were suffocated by the city. Their mental health took a decline because their environment was not right for them. So is that something that you could think about? Like, are you thriving living in a city or would you thrive living in the mountains, living in a beach? Like think even about like the type of environment that works for you. And are you living in the best place for yourself and what makes you thrive? So yeah, all these different things and your environmental wellness. Absolutely. Like I even know I feel so different being out here in the desert and feeling like I have room and space and privacy to where in Omaha and my home downtown, it's kind of chaotic. There's people everywhere. Like it's a busy streets. I live right by uh, the hospital and the fire station. So literally every single hour, there's an ambulance or a fire truck going by and being out here where it's quiet, like it's like an elephant is off my back. I'm like, wow, this is nice. But the city is good for other things. So, you know, just evaluating how those spaces make you feel. And going into the third one, which is financial, this is feeling satisfied with your current financial situation, learning how to manage your day-to-day spending, learning how to budget. No matter how much money you make, you've got to figure out your budget. Like I promise you Warren Buffett didn't become a billionaire without budgeting. Like I think they say everyone in the world has money problems. People with more money just have bigger money problems. So it's like all perspective. Like to you, if you feel like you're short on rent, well, maybe this multimillionaire that you look up to, they might be short on their mortgage of the entire business complex that they own. So everyone, no matter what you do for a living and what your spending habits are like, like you've got to be aware of like what's coming in and what's going out. And some different avenues to do this might be hiring a financial planner, developing a healthy relationship with money, allocating percentages of your paychecks to savings and investments, installing bank apps on your phone to stay informed. I don't have Mint or any of those budgeting ones, but like I do love having Chase and US Bank and Capital One on my phone so that I can log in regularly and see what my balances are and immediately see like, wait, why did I get charged for that subscription? I canceled that or, you know, just being aware of what is happening. And I think for a lot of people when they struggle with finances is they want it to be like an out of sight, out of mind thing. So if they feel like if they don't look at it, then it's not real. But yeah, that's a journey that you could go on if that's something you struggle with. Yeah. I think with financial, it's not only the budgeting and the tracking your accounts and seeing what's coming in and coming out. But like you said, it's taking a deeper look at your relationship with money. Do you feel deep down that you're worthy of money? I had two friends who made great salaries, living in a big city, working full-time nine-to-five jobs. And my one friend was like, yeah, we are so stressed about money like all the time. And I'm like, you need to look into manifesting with a money mindset. Like I was just telling her, I'm like, you guys make enough money and I know your lifestyle. I know your rent. Like you should not be stressed. I feel like there's some deep rooted stuff where you just don't feel like you're worthy to make money. And you should be figuring out, I'm not an expert on this. So I didn't have the exact advice for what she needed to do. I'm like, you need to look into reading some money mindset books, check out the podcast with our friend, Michaela J, who does the money mindset manifestation stuff. I'm like, because you have the foundation there. I just feel like there's something with the way you're thinking about money and the anxiety that you have around it is not doing you any favors. So yeah, even just thinking about all of that is a big part of this category as well. Yeah, it's definitely a common problem to be 
afraid of money or to feel not worthy of it or that having a lot of money makes you evil or bad. So then there's some resistance that's like, oh, well, if I start making too much, then I'm going to be this corrupt, like spoiled person. But money is just a tool that can help you buy those. You want to do travel, get the home of your dreams. Like everyone is deserving of that. And I think all of us outwardly do think that like you see people and you're like, oh yeah, everyone deserves money and deserves to have clean water and a nice home. But then when we look at ourselves, it can definitely be like, well, do I deserve that? And I'm kind of working through that too in a weird way. I also think it's a bit generational. Like if your grandparents and parents grew up really poor, then that can have been funneled down to you of just feeling like, okay, well, this is the income bracket that I grew up in and I'm like always going to be here. And how do you break boundaries and be like, that's okay that that's how my grandparents and parents' lives were, but I am allowed to change my own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The next dimension of wellness is intellectual. And that is, of course, recognizing ways to expand your knowledge and your skills. So some different ways that you can develop your intellectual wellness, listening to podcasts, attending workshops, conferences, meetups, finding topics that interest you and diving deeper into those, listening to audiobooks, reading more, puzzles, brain games, hiring a coach or mentor, getting a library card. All of these are going to help your intellectual wellness. And these can be topics related to your career, but also not related to your career. So it's whatever is going to be fulfilling for you. So I know for me, something that's really been fulfilling me intellectually is learning that third language, reading more. I know a goal for me is to read at least a book a month, which I know seems for some people, I have friends that read 100 books a year. They're like, one book a month, that's nothing. But for me, that's a good attainable goal. So I know Connor has a goal. He's trying to read 50 books this year, which is definitely a little bit more challenging for him and his schedule, but he's really motivated to do it and he loves reading. So yeah, finding what is interesting and sparks your curiosity and going for it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many ways to learn in the world. And just because you're interested in something like doesn't make it not worth learning. Like I feel like sometimes if we love to do something, we write it off as like not important in this weird way. Um, But it is. And no matter who you meet in the world, like every single person has something to teach you. We all come from such diverse backgrounds and experiences. And it is amazing when you just talk to people, especially people that are different from you, like the perspectives that they'll teach you or everyone has something to say. And so I think another part of this is just being open to conversations that might not be a a normal part of your day-to-day life and yeah, getting getting to hear about other people's lives. Yeah, that's actually a huge one too. It's like, and you and me both get that through travel and meeting new people, but kind of picking someone's brain. And when you meet someone new, ask them questions about their life or ask them questions about their career. You're so right. That's a great way to constantly learn and constantly grow. Thanks. Um, The fifth one is occupational. This is personal satisfaction and enrichment from one's work, working at a job that you love, getting along with your boss and coworkers, finding ways to romanticize parts of your workday or a goal to hit a number or work towards that promotion. This one I think is pretty self-explanatory, but some of the other pillars and dimensions of wellness programs don't have occupational in there. And that's why we decided to go with Peggy's because most people, if you're working, you know, between... 25 to 
60, 70, I don't know, however much hours you work in a week, that's a huge part of your life. And if you do not enjoy your job or your coworkers or the actual work that you're doing, that is going to have a huge effect on all of these other dimensions. 100%. You said that just as I was going to say, it's a huge part of your life. I think you spend a third of your life working, which I think I've read some history books and books about the wiring of our brains and that we do need work. Humans do need jobs to feel fulfilled and feel like we have purpose. So it makes so much sense. Like you said, that this would be a dimension of wellness. So yeah, just making sure that you're in a career that fulfills you and doing something that you enjoy. And yeah, we're excited to hopefully have someone on who can talk about this and get to the bottom of how we can all live fulfilled lives in our in our working sector. So Okay, wow. You saying that a third of your life is spent working and we also know that like a third of your life is spent sleeping. So that was just kind of an aha moment for me there that like two thirds of your life are sleeping or working and you really only have the other third to do everything else work out, hang out with friends, meet people, travel, whatever. So it's like going to be really intentional with how you decide to live your life because there's a, there's a lot you can do and not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then you have kids and then you have all that going on. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah. So life's short <laughs> at the end of it all. And you wonder why all of us are all overwhelmed and stressed and anxious because it's like, oh my God, there's so much to do in so little time. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. We're just trying to get to the bottom of it all, trying to make it categorized, organized, so that you can latch on to these ideas, latch on to what you need to do and make your life a little bit better. Okay, number six is physical. With that, as you mentioned, there's the physical side of your body and that holistic part there, but then there's also the nutrition side. Allison, do you want to go into the physical body wellness side? Yeah, absolutely. So physical is going to encompass exercise, movement, mobility, sleep. I think that a lot of us don't think about sleep as being part of this physical side, but getting enough sleep and getting restful sleep where you actually are sleeping through the night and you wake up the next day ready to tackle the day. Some ways that you could do this are like avoiding being on your phone right before sleep, getting blackout curtains, a white noise machine, a sleep mask, good pillows, nice sheets. I feel like we talk about this quite a lot on this podcast and it obviously we just said a third of your life is spent sleeping. So really taking the time to figure out a sleep routine that works for you. Good hygiene, showering, manicuring your nails, brushing your hair, skincare, massage. With massage, you can self-massage. I was in this yoga class and she took like 15 or 30 minutes at the end of class one day and we just did self-massage. And it's amazing how good you can make your body feel with just putting some pressure on some of those areas, you know, and like your neck and your face and your temples that receive a lot of tension and hold a lot of, I mean, I'm not uh, an expert on this, but I feel like we, there's a lot of points in your body that carry some of that pain more than others, you know, your feet, your knees, your back. So maybe you do uh, like a moisturizing lotion or coconut oil and giving yourself a massage, stretching out in the morning, going for those walks, finding exercise that you enjoy. Like occupational, I think the physical one is pretty self-explanatory, but it's also overwhelming because there are so many ways to go about it. So I'm definitely looking forward to us having someone on in that space who can help make it seem more approachable. But yeah, do you want to go into nutrition now? Yeah, nutrition, obviously also a little bit self-explanatory, but just making sure you personalize what you're eating to what you're 
age group needs, your gender, activity level, body chemistry. Again, this is going to be different for every single person. Like Allison mentioned, the diet you eat might work great for you, might not work well for others. So it's figuring out what works for you and just fueling your body with a diverse array of foods. So getting your vegetables, getting your fruits, getting meats, whatever, carbs, whatever you find fuels your body and is a good balance of all those different types of things. Yeah. And making sure you find a nutrition routine that works for your work schedule, your life schedule. As we said on this podcast many times before, sometimes we just go for what's convenient and we fully miss out on getting a nutritious meal because we didn't prepare well enough or we overbooked ourselves and we don't have time to make a home-cooked meal or just even go out of our way to get the healthier option on the road or on the go. So yeah, focusing on just getting the right groceries when you go to the grocery store, eating more fresh foods, staying away from processed foods. And yeah, we're going to hopefully have on someone who can talk all about this. And we're very excited for that. In the meantime, two accounts to follow that I think are great for nutrition related information are the food babe and healthily we'll put both of them in the show notes but even just from their Instagram accounts I have learned so much that I'm just like oh I never knew what that ingredient was or I never knew that was the difference between these oils or wow I was definitely doing that wrong yeah so their accounts would be great resources to look at if you want to explore this maybe you should talk about social because as the little social butterfly of the two of us I feel like this one is all you. The seventh dimension of wellness is social. So that's developing a sense of connection, a sense of belonging. So maybe that's creating a stable support system that you can lean on when you're going through tough times or just be able to check in with and talk to. Getting involved in your community, being collaborative, whether that's in work or just in fun creative projects. How can you work with others and have a community around that? Maintaining those relationships with friends and family, joining a club or starting a hobby, making friends and workout classes and yeah, finding people to help you deal with conflicts and go through life together. So I think this one is one of the other ones, again, that makes sense. And I don't know, we saw how devastating 2020 was to our social meter, you could say. And it really took a toll on all of us. And I feel like we are just now recovering from not being around people and losing all of our senses of community during that time. So yeah, if you haven't gotten this back up and haven't found a way to connect with other people, maybe this would be a great year and a great time to reflect on that and realize how important it is to be social. Even if you're a little bit more introverted, there's definitely ways that all of us with our levels of socialness can fill up our social wellness. Absolutely. I recently saw this article, I'll try to find it so I can link it, that said, pulled a bunch of people and the number one most important thing to people was community for life satisfaction. And I read this other article that said we are having a loneliness epidemic. And a big part of that, especially after the pandemic, is our phones. So many times where in the past people would have been like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go meet up with a friend or like go do this social gathering. We skip out on those now because we can talk to people through our phones and get on social media and kind of get that little hit of seeing other people talking or interacting. But I think it is important for all of us to recognize that there 
is a difference between digital interaction, which is still great and it itches the scratch, but getting that authentic face-to-face interaction where you can really bond with people and see them in real life. Recently, I was at this event and there was hundreds of people there like that I knew because there was a lot of people from high school and college. And I don't know how I'm trying to phrase this, but seeing how normal all of us are, like people have acne and they have muffin tops and they have stains on their clothes and they have dark eye circles and sometimes their outfits are super average or your hair, the crack on the top of your head is like cracking down the back. Like so many of us are just so normal. But when we get on our phones, we see all of these amazing, beautiful, talented people. So we feel like that is the norm. And just because you see something a lot doesn't actually make it common. So your brain has been twisted to think that what you see on social media is like the representational of real life and it's really not. And I think the more time that you spend with people in real life and connect with them, it reminds you that we have we all have flaws. No one's perfect. We're all just like trying to get through life. And that's really grounding and makes you feel good to just be like, yeah, you know, we all are in this together. And yeah. Wow. I have never really thought of it like that. That is so true. We are all just imperfectly perfect in our own little ways. And you're so right. Social media and just exposing ourselves to all these perfect people that we would have never seen or ever interacted with 20, 30 years ago. Like, I think they say that we're, we as a society are now exposed to more people than we've ever been exposed to, which is crazy. So yeah, I I love all that. And again, this is one of those categories that affects our lives so much. So it's important to check in on yourself and figure out how you can grow socially. Love that. And wrapping up, the last one is spiritual. This is a sense of purpose and meaning in life, many cultivate their spirituality through meditation, prayer, or other activities that foster a connection to nature or a higher power. And I think we've always been really good about it on this podcast of saying like, we do not care what your guys's religion or lack of religion is. Like I know for me, like my mom is very spiritual and my dad is a deacon at our Baptist church. And then like, I have my own view on spirituality as does my sister, like, and we can all coexist in that. And I think Karen, I've always, we, we always try to say like, whatever works for you, amazing. We tend to say things from more of a a spiritual side, you know, with the meditation and yoga. But if that doesn't resonate with you, no worries at all. I think it's just important to know the sense of purpose and meaning in life, however that looks for you, being open to different cultures and perspectives, defining personal ethics and values for yourself. I think if you take the time to figure out what your values are, it makes navigating life like a little bit easier so that you know like, oh, I'm not going to buy this because that doesn't align with my values. I'm not going to go do that activity or thing because that doesn't resonate with me can help make some of those no's and yeses like a little more clearly defined. And then taking time to spend alone in personal reflection, being present as often as possible. And another element of spiritual that I think is really important is learning how to listen to your intuition because your intuition will really guide you through life and in one of our episodes way back, we had our friend Diddy on and she is very well versed in the intuitive space. And she explains that your intuition is something that you can get better at listening to. It's not just like some people are intuitive and some aren't. It's a practice that you can foster over time. And I truly believe that your intuition will guide you and have your back in a lot of situations. You know, if you're traveling and your gut instinct is like, don't go down that alley or like, don't interact with that person 
And like that to me falls under the spiritual category of being connected with yourself and the other situations that you come across in your day-to-day life. Absolutely. I think you said that all 10 times better than I ever could. And that is the eight dimensions. And I think a little wrapping up thought that I have when you were even just explaining intuition is that all of these kind of tie together and they all affect each other too. So when you're talking about getting better at trusting your intuition, they say that if your gut health isn't in check, that can be giving you brain fog and that could be clouding your head, which affects how you trust yourself and your intuition or just all these different things affect each other. So I think that's why it makes up the whole of being a balanced person is that Of course, they stand alone in their own way with your wellness, but they play hand in hand with each other. And yeah, again, that's why we're so excited to dive deeper into all these and come out with more knowledge because like we said in the beginning, we are in no means experts on any of these. We're just two curious gals that are trying to tap into our intellectual wellness and learn more and yeah, have interesting conversations with people who have a life's purpose of living out these pillars of wellness. So yeah. Yeah. And we definitely know that this was probably an overwhelming episode, especially if this is new, but we wanted to lay the foundation in this episode before we continue on with the self-care series so that maybe you can refer back to this one or you can take these eight dimensions and research them more in your own time and just start thinking about them before we dive in to each different dimension. But yeah, if you listen to this whole episode, thank you. This might be one of our longest episodes we've ever had. Yeah, but like you said, it was good to just put all out there, lay the foundation so it can be smooth sailing for the next eight weeks. And wrapping up, we have to announce our giveaway winners. Yes. Thank you to everyone who entered. As we always say, shouting out the podcast on your Instagram stories, leaving a review, sharing the episodes with a friend. That is honestly the best way for us to grow and to continue being here every single week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Giveaways are the least you can do, but it's just our way of showing our appreciation, saying thank you. And yes, thank you for all the kind messages that you guys share when you post our podcast on your Instagram story, all the kind words in the reviews. They mean the world to us and we cannot thank you guys enough. So just had to say that before we announce the winners. Yeah, we are so happy to be here. This is definitely us living out a huge goal of ours and we want to continue to do this for a long time and we can't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. The two people that the wheelie thing selected to win this giveaway are Allie H., the art teacher, and Taylor, live well, raise hell. Sometimes it's hard because people's Instagrams are, you know, different than their actual names for privacy reasons or like they have like a cool blog type name. So we'll we'll DM you guys too. That way, you know. But thank you to Allie and Taylor for being such supportive queens of the podcast and to everyone else who was gracious enough to enter and listen and share kind words with us. Yes. Well, that was another episode of Already Friends. Stay tuned. We'll have much more to come with the series. If you have any experts with any of these wellness topics we've shared, send us a DM. Let us know who you would love to hear from. And yeah, we have our first two guests lined up and getting ready to record. Sweet. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.